You know, the scripture that you see on the screen uh, from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 26. It says, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare, in brackets I put trap or bait of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Now here, Paul was writing to young Timothy who was setting himself in to serve God. And when he's writing this, he's writing to the believers. He's writing to the believers, you know, and talking about, basically he's saying, you are in a spiritual battle. As the scripture says in Ephesians 6, our battle is not against flesh and but, but, uh, blood, but against the powers of darkness, against the principalities. And here, Paul is saying, to Timothy, that they may come to their senses and escape, escape the snare, the trap, or the bait of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. That's what the devil wants to do. He wants you to do his will, not God's will. So whether you like it or not, the moment you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are into spiritual warfare. And as the scripture says, he puts a trap, he snares you, he puts a snare and bait. You know, just recently, uh, some men from the church, we went for fishing in a boat. And uh, so we had this fishing rod, which we put some bait into it. There were different kinds of bait. We had um, another fish to catch some bigger fish. We had some ragworms and, you know, all these baits were there to trap or to catch the fish. And in the same way, Satan, he likes to put in front of us the bait and the message today, I want to call it, is the bait of Satan. And I want to share with you a series on this. Now, there are many baits that Satan can put in front of us. But I would like to touch on few of them in the coming Sundays when I preach. You know, talking about the bait of Satan, one of the bait that Satan puts in front of us is procrastination. Have you heard of this word procrastination? What does that mean? It means it is the act of delaying or postponing a task or set of tasks. Do you familiarize with that? In your life? <laughs> I think most of us, we do that. You know, in fact, I, as I was doing this research on uh, procrastination, interestingly, I found, do you know there are clubs called Procrastination Club? <laughs> you know, there is a club in America uh, based in Philadelphia, 
Uh, it is called the Procrastinators Club of America. And the purpose of this club is to promote the philosophy of relaxation through putting off until later those things that needn't be done today. You know, it was established in 1956 as a joke by Les Walsh, who eventually registered it as a business in Philadelphia in 1966. And as of 1995, members were able to join by sending a $20 membership fee to a Philadelphia post office box. They didn't have any, they don't have any website. And they would receive a letter called last month's newsletter. <laughs> and they would give awards to people or businesses who delayed in work or opening businesses. By 2011, they had 12,000 members delaying, postponing a task, a set of tasks called procrastination. And that is one of the bait that the devil puts in front of us so that we will delay in things, delaying doing God's will, delaying progressing in life, delaying the blessings of God which is meant for you. And there are five types of procrastination. I will do it tomorrow. I'll do it later. I'm too busy. Next time, you know, especially if you're doing some exercise, want to get up early in the morning and go for a run or something, and you feel a bit, you know, maybe next time I will do it. Yeah? Tired, too tired to do this. Do you familiarize with this? Yeah, in your life? Now, these are the five types of procrastination. But today, I would like to share five reasons of procrastination. The first one is being anxious, fear, dread, apprehension, or fear of failure. Second is plenty of time. Third is perfectionist. Fourth is doubt. And fifth is simply being lazy. Simply being lazy. You know, the scripture says in Ecclesiastes 11, chapter 4, farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. Again, I'll read that. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. It is so important that if you need to do something, do it now. And God tells you to do something, do it now. Don't delay it. We will go through some of these reasons which I mentioned earlier. Anxious, fear, dread, or apprehension, fear of failure. We see this example in 1 Samuel chapter 22, verse 1 to 5, this is about David. David was hiding from Solomon. He was going from place to place, hiding. 
And David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam. When his brothers and his brother's household heard about it, they went down to him there. All those who were in distress or in debt or discontented gathered around him and he became their commander. About 400 men were with him. So David, he was hiding in the cave. And when he was hiding in the cave, the scripture says his family members came and joined him. And also those who were in distress or debt, discontented. You know, all these people came and joined David in the cave. The scripture says about 400 men were with him. I guess the cave must be very big. Four hundred men joined him. Another story that reminds me of Elijah. Elijah, he was running away from Jezebel because of fear. And he was hiding in the cave. And God had to say to Elijah, what are you doing here, Elijah? I'm just paraphrasing this. You know, God was saying, in other words, what are you doing, Elijah? Come on, get up and go to the purpose and plan I have for you. Now here, David was hiding. And then it says, From there David went to Mizpah in Moab and said to the king of Moab, Would you let my father and mother come and stay with you until I learn what God will do for me? So he left them with the king of Moab and they stayed with him as long as David was in the stronghold. You know, for David, that cave became his stronghold. He remained there. You know, cave can be a place even in our life, those areas of our life, where you, because of fear, because of fear of failure, you can remain in that place and become comfortable in that place. Soon you will get used to it and you don't want to come out of it. Many times we can get used to the caves of our life and we do not want to face challenges of life. And it looked like for David and all the men with him, that cave became their stronghold. They didn't want to come out of it. But praise God, the scripture says in verse 5, But the prophet Gad said to David, Do not stay in the stronghold, go into the land of Judah. So David left and went to the forest of Herod. So the prophet of God came and said to David, David, do not stay in the stronghold. Go to the land of Judah. In other words, God was saying to him, I have bigger plan and purpose for you. Don't be comfortable. Don't stay there in your stronghold. Don't be procrastinated in that place where you are right now. Come on, move on. Move on. Maybe today God is saying to you, some of you, you're not taking those steps in life. Those you don't want to face those challenges in life because of maybe fear of failure, 
Maybe because you dread, you have some kind of fear, anxiety about it. But God is saying to you this morning, come out of your stronghold. Do not be procrastinated. Come out of it. And then we see another person that is Lot and his two daughters. They went through some tragedy in their life. They had a dream to be in Sodom and Gomorrah. They thought everything will go well with them. Everything will be fine. But things went wrong. All the plan and everything had gone out of window. And suddenly they found themselves in a place where they were running away from Sodom and Gomorrah because of the judgment of God. And in that process, Lot lost his wife because she became the pillar of salt. And Lot and his two daughters, they wanted to go to this place in Zoar and live there, but they were afraid. Maybe they must be thinking, you know, don't know, maybe something like another tragedy might happen to us, like Sodom and Gomorrah. And the scripture says, he and his two daughters lived in a cave, away from everyone, lived in a cave. Lot's tragedy made him afraid, and he decided to live in the cave. Is there anything in your life that you may have gone through that has pushed you in one corner and you have remained there for long and don't want to step out and do the things which God has for you? You know, many times your tragedy, it might be rejections, abuse, failures, trauma of an incident, that happened in your life takes you back into the cave. Back into the cave. The other reason that we see for procrastination is plenty of time. You know, here you know the story of Jesus going to this place and there were three people Jesus encountered you know, to two of them, Jesus called them to follow him. And then to this man, it says, and another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. So he wanted to follow Jesus, but then he said, let me first go and say goodbye to my parents. Now, when you think of it, you know, probably that's the right thing to do. Say goodbye to the parents. Probably Jesus knew that if he goes back to his parents and say goodbye to them, he might not come back. They might brainwash him and keep him back. You know, same thing happened with Elisha when Elijah calls Elisha and tells him, Elisha, follow me. Elisha says, you know, I want to say goodbye to my parents, then I'll come and follow you. And Elijah rebukes him for that. 
But Elisha takes a decision to follow Elijah. And here, you know, this man could have gone back. He put condition to follow Jesus. How many times we put conditions to follow Jesus? Lord, if you do this, then I'll follow you. If that will happen in my life, then I will follow you. Lord, if you answer my prayer, then I will do this for you. We procrastinate many times putting those conditions before God, and we are not prepared. You know, remember this parable of the ten virgins. Out of ten virgins, the five were prepared. They had enough oil in their lamp when the bridegroom was coming. But the five were not prepared. They said there's still time. There's still time. They procrastinated. And when that time came, they were not ready. They were not prepared. When Jesus was speaking, he was speaking about his coming. About his coming. And I believe Jesus is coming soon. We are living in the days, we are progressing towards the end times. We don't know when, but the question is, are we ready, are we prepared? Or do we procrastinate and say there's plenty of time? It's time to be committed. It's time to be passionate for the Lord. It is time to, you know, be in the center of God's will and to see what God has planned and purpose for our life and to follow it with passion. As Paul says, that I will run the race, I ran the race and finished the course. Can we say that? I'm running that race. When you're running that race, there are so many obstacles that can come in front of us. Are we the overcomers? Or do we take our life as it comes? Do we prepare ourselves? Are we ready like those five virgins who were prepared with plenty of oil? Is there enough oil in your life? And the other one, other reason is to be perfectionist. That's one more reason where we can procrastinate to delay. And this is a good example of Jeremiah. When God called Jeremiah, what was his excuse? Oh Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth for you shall go to all to whom I send you and whatever I command you, you shall speak. In other words, Jeremiah was saying, Lord, let me be a bit perfect. Let me become a bit matured. Let me get there, and then I will serve you. I'm not ready yet, because I am youth, and I cannot speak. And God said to him, go to all whom I send you. God could have said, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're not ready, you're not prepared. But God says, no, I want you to go. Open your mouth and I will put the words in your mouth. 
Today, you might be sitting here this morning. You might be saying, well, I'm not prepared. I'm not ready. How can God use me? How can I serve God? All those questions you might have. But I believe God says to you, take that step of faith to serve me and see what wonders I will do for you. It's like Peter. Peter, he stepped out of the boat. He was not like the other disciples who just sat back in, that, in their comfort zone. Many times we are comfortable in our comfort zone and don't want to take those risks. Because we always sit there and think, I want to be perfect, then I will do this. I want to be perfect, then I will serve God. And we wait and wait. As my friend says, we wait and wait and put on weight. And we procrastinate, we delay. And the other one is doubt. In Exodus 4, it says, you know this story? Moses said to the Lord, oh my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. Here, Moses was giving excuse. He thought he had this doubt. Can God really use me? Because I cannot speak. I stammer. But God said to him, now therefore go and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. So Moses could have just simply said at that point, yes, Lord, okay, fine, since you say that. But he said, oh, my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. Again, he's doubting the ability of God, what God can do in his life and he's hesitating to take that step. And verse 14 says, So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses because he was portraying doubt in God. And he was procrastinating at that point. Just earlier verse, you know, if you read, it says here, So the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? He said, A rod. And he said, cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground and it became a serpent and Moses fled from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. And he reached out his hand and caught it and it became a rod in his hand. Notice here, God asked him, what is in your hand? Cast it out on the ground and it turns into serpent. And what does God say? Reach out your hand and take it by the tail, not by the head. Normally, if you want to catch a snake, you catch a snake by its head, not by the tail. Because if you catch a snake by its tail, it will turn back and bite you. And here God was saying to him, catch it by the tail. You know what? God wanted 
Moses to trust in him. To trust in him that just obey my voice. Whatever I say, do it. And no harm will come to you. Though it may look like it may harm you, but it will not harm you because I am with you. And the scripture says, and he reached out his hand and caught it. And it became rod in his hand. Today, the question to you is this. What is in your hand? What do you got? Give it to God. And God will do the miracle. God will do the miracle. Don't cast your doubts on what God can do through your life. Like Moses. Don't procrastinate and delay in the plan and purpose that God has for you. But step in to what God has for you and God will do wonders. And then we see the last one is lazy. Probs 10 verse 5 says, He who gathers crops in summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps during harvest is a disgraceful son. You know, then there are many other scriptures speaks about laziness. It speaks about, you know, if you are lazy, you know, poverty will come to you and all those kind of stuff. Let us not be lazy in God's kingdom. Amen? Let us be active. Praise the Lord. Live your life as if tomorrow Jesus is going to come. Live your life such that you don't know what will happen tomorrow. And I say this again and again, you know, many times I give this example about my own sister to whom I shared the gospel. And she said to me, Sanjay, give me one week. She procrastinated. She said one week, and that one week didn't come. She died in a train accident. And that's why I know the importance of it. I know the importance of it. Let us not delay in obeying the Lord. And two more things which I want to share is, do not procrastinate in forgiving. You know the scripture, Matthew 5? Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, Leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. In other words, Jesus said, do not procrastinate in forgiving one another. Do not procrastinate. I don't know if there are someone here, maybe in this place, you're hurt because someone said something to you or done something to you but you have not yet gone and reconciled or forgiven that person. Do not procrastinate. Do it, as the scripture says. Because when you go and reconcile, when you forgive that person, you will be released from that bondage. You will be set free from that bondage. And the last one is, do not procrastinate in giving. When it comes to giving to the Lord, 
Exodus 22, 29 says, You shall not hold back the offering from your entire harvest and your wine. When it comes to give, give unto the Lord. In the book of James chapter 4 verse 17 says, Therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. To him it is sin. Because procrastination leads to indecisiveness and ineffectiveness. It can rob you of self-confidence, reliability, and personal peace. You know, let us be like Abraham, when God told him, sacrifice your son, he did not procrastinate. procrastinate. You know, he's, he could have said, this is my only son. You know, let me spend one week or one month or he could have delayed. But the scripture says, early in the morning and saddled his donkey. Early in the morning, next day itself. The moment God said to him, he obeyed God next day. Let us be like Abraham and obey God quickly and immediately because this is what the devil wants to put the bait in front of you is to procrastinate and let us stay away from it. Let us stay away from it. This morning, if I can ask the musicians to come. This morning, maybe you are in that place where you are indecisive, you're hesitating. As I mentioned to you earlier, because of the fear of failure, because you're anxious, maybe you're struggling with faith, having that doubt. Maybe you think there's plenty of time. I want to encourage you this morning. Don't delay. Obey God. Don't delay. Take that step where you're supposed to take those steps long time back. The more you delay, the more you'll be in a place of indecisiveness, confusion, and struggling. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, God. Let's not take that bait of Satan, but say yes to God. Let us be like Abraham. Obey him. Let us be like that five wise virgins who prepared themselves, who were ready for the bridegroom to come and the lamp was filled with enough oil 
Maybe this morning you're in that place where you do not have enough oil in your lamp because you got caught up in life so much that God had become secondary to you. The reality is this and the truth is this that God should be my first priority. Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Everything that you need, God will add to you. He will bring it. Let us not procrastinate let us say yes God I will obey I will follow I will delay no more but say yes to you and follow you thank you Jesus